Hello, welcome to the Female Guides Requested Podcast. Today's guest is Tracy Martin, and this episode was recorded on January 16th, 2023. Tracy Martin is an AMGA certified rock guide, an artist, an entrepreneur. And if you want to get married in Las Vegas, she can marry you in Red Rock Canyon. She has quite a slash career. I first met Tracy when I was shadowing an AMGA's women's SPI course in Joshua Tree, taught by her and Elena Renz. We three all live in Las Vegas, so we carpooled in Tracy's car. Tracy knew all the secret pee spots along the drive and magically pulled out pillows and blankets from nowhere in her small car when I was dozing off. It was cold in Joshua Tree, and sure enough, Tracy offered me a constant string of hand warmers also stashed somewhere in her car. I know when working with Tracy, she is always prepared and I'll be taken care of. I liked Tracy right away. I adore her personality. She's kind, speaks her mind, defends her clients from crack bullies artfully, and was bold enough to be my very first guest. Thank you, Tracy. Now, let's dive into Tracy's life and her amazing career. Tracy, how have you been? I think I haven't seen you since November. Is that the SPI course the last time S- we saw the, each other? The old women's SPI course. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was cold, remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's. Um, it gets really cold out there at Calico. And then I Basically. think this winter here in Red Rock, it hasn't really been that good. It's pretty it cold. It might be one of the winteristy winters Yeah. that I remember. And it's pretty wet, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you know, because I haven't been working. So hopefully weather is going to be better I know. for me. Yeah. Lots of people having to climb on limestone, which I don't think are super happy about that. Also, thank you for letting me come into your house. And You're welcome. Happy to have you. It's very hard to not recognize this is your house because I just saw in the, your front porch, there's so many heart-shaped rocks. It's your hobby of like collecting those. I've collected a lot over the years. I do my best not to bring them home with me anymore. Oh, yeah? And, yeah. Because? Because I have so many and I probably shouldn't be taking them anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But definitely no. Probably not taking it from National Park. And like Absolutely that. Right. No, Never definitely. not. We know, no, right? Yeah, we know no. better than that. Yes, um, right. Also, you have all those retired rope. Did you make those rope mat yourself? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, I do... Um, Rope making sessions. A little too chilly to do it this time of year, but okay. open up the garage and um, have folks over and make rope rugs. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Next time you're okay. going to do Next it. Time because yep. I always want to learn. I saw all the artwork you did. I was just like, gee, I'm so envious because I'm so bad with my, you know, painting and all those well, things. Making rope rugs is a great intro into okay into art. So, so let me know. All right. Okay. So next we'll time. Do. I think few days ago, I saw it on your social media. You are painting this utility box. <laughs> yes, that's true. So the Clark County Public Arts Program has a grant. They're all over town. Have you seen any of the other ones that have been painted? No. You start looking for them and you'll see a lot of them. So this one is on Blue Diamond Road. They're doing all of that location right now. And there's eight artists that got chosen. 
Awesome. You, you apply for it. It's a grant, and they put a call to, for action, a call to art. Right. Out, and um, and then you can apply for it. And then they chose eight of us. I don't know how many people applied. No idea. I see. So you can submit the painting you want to put out. That's right. You okay. submit um, the painting, which I chose the Burroughs. Oh, that one is uh, one of my... Well, I, I love your artwork, but well, that, you. that's probably one of my favorite, yeah. too. It's it's pretty popular, and I think it'll be quite... You can't miss it when you're driving by. Oh. So it'll, it'll be really bold. The, the burrows are five feet tall. Awesome. When do you think it's going to be finished? Um, if it weren't for the weather, it might be finished already. <laughs> <laughs> that but, is true. Yeah, I went out and started... Um, you have to sand it the box, then prime it, then put a base coat on it, and then paint it, and then anti-graffiti coat it. I so see. it'll be a few trips Ooh. out there. Yeah. Let me know. I, uh, once you have that finished, snap a photo, I'll put it on the website or okay. something. Yeah, I love, really love to see it. Thanks. Well, I can drive there to see it. Well, and you know what? No one's going to go to Blue Diamond Road and Jones Boulevard. Yeah, wait, exactly. Yeah, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the most southern point from here just about as far away from my house as anywhere you could go in vegas and the only reason you would ever drive down blue diamond road from i-15 is if maybe if you lived in blue diamond and you were coming from the airport i see Hmm. but from henderson do you go to i do go to henderson do you go to um bd would you from henderson or south of town would you get on blue blue diamond road to go to bd cave yeah I yeah, do. So you would go by then. Oh, okay. okay. Great, great. Yeah. Then next time I go next climbing time go. the yeah. beady cave. Yeah. You yeah. and everybody else. <laughs> Especially when it's so rainy yeah. outside. Yeah, darn. I mean, we definitely talk a lot about Las Vegas, Red Rock, and everything. So, how long have you been living in Vegas? I just realized that this month is, I've owned this house eight years. So, I must have been here pushing 10. 10 years, mm-hmm. oh, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. uh, that's, that's a long time. So what brought you to Las Vegas? Is that guiding or is Yeah, that... guiding, yeah. Um, came out to do the Advanced Rock God course. Advanced Rock course, okay. Yeah, and then um, before the course, I had to come out, of course, and get some routes in. So I did right. the course in 2013. So... 2013, so right now it's two, oh, 10 years ago. Yeah. So you moved here roughly when you had to do that course. We were um, coming out as a couple of a few friends who were coming out here for a couple of trips to to train, okay, and get to know the terrain, and then so that was probably early to in mid two thousand thirteen, and then the course was in the fall of two thousand thirteen. And before that, where did you live? Uh, Fayetteville, West Virginia. So before you came to Vegas, did you also guide there? I did. In New River Gorge? Mm-hmm. Back there in East, did you have to get, because you didn't get advanced rock guide course, so you got a rock guide course. So what does this certification feel like you need to get? Well, it's, it's funny, actually. I didn't feel like I needed to get it. I'm from North Carolina and decided to take the rock instructor course. And so I took the course with the intention of taking the exam someday. The rock the rock instructor exam advanced rock guide course and the advanced rock guide exam never crossed my mind because i worked in north carolina and you don't have that terrain don't have the terrain so in the east coast most of my type of you guide less than four yeah 400 feet or so there's a a couple of bigger cliffs um 
Laurel Mountain. It's around a thousand feet tall. You know, back definitely wasn't certified to do it, but it was within my climbing ability. And right. you know, uh, God services are kind of like, well, you're good enough, you can go do that. And back then, it was not that strict. It wasn't. There was before the scope of practice even yeah. was. Now they definitely tighten up that yes, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So they were like, okay, it's just 10 a. You'll be fine. Go. Uh, Go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But other than that, it was mostly just um, looking glass rock and cedar rock and t- tons of multi pitch climbing, but mostly one, you know, one to four pitches right. max. Which means that if you stay in the East Coast, then you probably feel like okay, I'm just gonna end as a rock instructor. Uh, that's that was my intention. Yeah. Does that mean that you didn't want to stay in the East Coast? Uh, East Coast is tough. It's, it's what tough. does that mean? The, the weather and the humidity. Okay. It's tough. Um, for climbing or for guiding or for f- both? For both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, it's, I managed to do it, um, but I remember some days just being so ridiculously hot and disgustingly gross and so unpleasant that I was like, what am I doing? Ooh. Oh, this is horrible. You know, like in the mosquitoes and the bees and the snakes <laughs> and... <laughs> The humidity, like my face would break out, and my hair was always in curly ringlets and just a matted mess, and um, just just sweating, just sweating. Wow. Ugh. Well, I am trying to figure out in East Coast because in Red Rock here, right, definitely it's a destination. So during the weekdays, you can still see a lot of people. Mm. But how about the East Coast? Are those most guiding opportunities on the weekends? Or? No, it's, it's um any day. Any day. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's, of course, seasons are busier than other seasons. Um, right. You know, spring break or summer. It's crazy how summer is so busy, but that's true anywhere because that's when families and kids are out of school. Right. So it's it's hard in Red Rock in the summer, right? It's Yeah, I mean. You know, it's, it's doable and it's just. I don't look, even want to do it. No, I don't. Right want to really do it either mm-hmm. but, you know did it for years and, right and same with north carolina and just like you look at the weather of course you know you, you get a booking and you're like you have no idea what it's going to be a week out or even two days it could change um so you just kind of buck up and go out and the difference in north carolina is you can climb in the rain <laughs> if it starts raining on you you might want to depend you might want to get out of there because it might start raining really hard and run you off the walls raining so hard but you don't have to worry about the rock breaking like you do here. True. I'm just trying to figure out the reason you move out west to Las Vegas. You know, the environment, the East Coast seems kind of like more... Well, here's here's how it happened. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. Okay. Yeah. So um, I was living in North Carolina guiding and everything was okay. My partner and I decided we wanted to move to Fayetteville, West Virginia. And I had lived there before many years ago. And I was just like, I need, I'd like to get out of North Carolina and go somewhere where there's... The climate's closer. Okay. And so I know it's going to mean back to single pitch guiding. Right. But that's okay. I'll be closer to climbing, climbing. personally. Yep. Yeah. My friend Elena, who owns the God's, one of the God services at um, the New River Gorge, New River Mountain Guides, I said, sure, come on up. Yeah, of course you have a job. So um, I went and worked for her. We became friends. We didn't know, we knew each other, but we really didn't know each other really well until 2011. And we did the rock instructor exam together in Joshua Tree. Oh, I didn't know that Elena also went down the rock instructor route. She did. Too. So she was, she'll probably tell you all about that. Uh, yeah. But I took the rock instructor 
course in 2009, and then I signed up for the rock instructor exam 2011. After getting to know Elena, she said, that was back when the names would be on the roster. Right. And you signed up for an exam. They, you could see who was who had signed up for it. So she went and looked, and she's like, oh, oh, Tracy's on there. And we didn't really know each other. But she said, I, we've heard about each other. And yeah. she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to do it. So she signed right. up for it, too. And then um, we got in touch with each other and started training together. And That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, became friends. And then we went out to Joshua Tree and did the exam together. And so then I go back to North Carolina and work. And I was like, I think I want to move to the new. And Elena's like, yeah, come yes. on up. So I get up to the new, and I'm just single pitch guiding. And uh, honestly, I lost a lot of my skills. The multi-pitch skill. Yeah, because yeah. I was there for three years. Guiding, it was fine. It was fun. Did a lot of groups and a lot of instruction. Right. But I did a lot of climbing. And That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it there. And then at some point, Lane and I were sort of messing around like, you think we could do the rock advanced rock guy course? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, why, was, why not? You I know, too, right? Wait, right? I, why not? But you, just, you are telling me that you too were like yeah. question yourself yes. whether you can do a rock guy. Yes. Oh wow, for sure. And I was like, I don't. You know, is that something we can do? And she's like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of it. And I was like, Yeah, I'm scared of it too. And I was like, Well, if we did it together, would you do it? And she's like, Yes. Nice. So I was like, All right, let's do it. So we kind of made a pact to start training. I mean, we climbed hard enough. I kind of struggled a little bit with my rock instructor exam. Okay. And there's a lot of reasons for that. It wasn't climbing or technical ability. It was um, you, self-esteem. You're talking about the struggle in the rock instructor course? Right. And the okay. exam. Yeah, both of them, actually. Like, kind of mm-hmm. entering into the guide. Right. So you mean that your struggle is more self-doubting than yes. that? Okay. Yeah, it's more like being under the microscope of, in, I don't want to say men, but <laughs> <laughs> of men. <laughs> sure. I mean, I totally yeah. can understand. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I went through the rock guy track and yeah. I'm pretty much the only woman for yeah. the advanced rock guy course and rock guy exam. You know, you know, every instructor and examiner you're going to get is going to be a man. Like, there was Angela Haas out there, but that was about it. Yeah, right. Now I look back, I don't think I ever got a female examiner mm-hmm. or instructor. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I never so thought it was about that. Like, and the, the stress of the rock instructor course, I, I got a fever blister the day I walked into that right. into that room, mm-hmm. you know, being the only woman and being just stressed out of my mind, just like, what am I doing? Can I do this? And I, I, like, I, I feel like I'm... 100% capable in my own skin, but when you put me in the room with all those other people that pro- probably already know more than me, because, you know, I'm, I just, I'm not that nerdy kind of right. climber who sat around and learned a bunch of specs about weights and ratios. and <laughs> Definitely. So so let me ask you this question. Uh-huh. How many courses and exams that you and Elena took together? Um, the rock instructor exam, yes. The advanced rock guide course, mm-hmm. and the advanced rock guide exam, three. So we took them three, done three exams and two one course together. Wow. Two exams, one course. Sorry. Yeah. Once we decided to do it together, we just started training like crazy. Right. And um, how much do you think that helped? You, I mean, I'm going to ask Elena the same question, oh, so I'm just going to ask. 100%. I would have never done it on my own. 
No. I would have never, never say never, but I most likely would have not pursued the advanced rock guide on my own. I see. Wow. Yeah. It was just like having your sister there with you, you know, it was... was... Training together, Mm -hmm. preparing for the exam together, just be there together. Training for the course. Training for the course, we had to do the... um... Right, the aspirin exam, right? Uh, Well, too, you have to do the uh, um, rescue Rescue. drill. Right, yes. so, (laughs) So, my rescue drill on my rock instructor exam, I did not pass. Okay. Okay. So, but it's two. That was two years earlier. I never had to use it for anything. So I definitely, I didn't pass it, and then I had to go back and um, hire a guide and do it, and then get my certification. So I I, everything was fine except for I had to redo that. So for you having Elena together, it's like a, a super helpful thing. Mm-hmm. But counting back, I took the. Advanced Rock I course a lot later. I was intimidated because I was the only woman. Yeah. So you took it a few years earlier than me. Probably even harder to find women, right? So Very, yeah. So is that just out of luck that you and Elena met? It was out of luck that our paths crossed, that they were crossing at that particular time. It wasn't, it was, people made sure we met. Friends were like, oh, you got to give me Elena. And there was also Lindsay Fixmer. So oh, I don't know. Her. Lindsay oh. worked at um, Fox Mountain Guides where I did in North Carolina, and um, she was badass. She is badass. She's um, a, a rock god and an alpine god. I don't know if she's pursuing her ski. I see. Or not? But she is a quite a bit younger, and she was the female god at Fox Mountain Guides. And when I contacted the guide service before I took the rock instructor course. And Adam Fox was the owner. And I said, hey, um, I'm thinking about doing this. And I know there's a short, not very many female guides. You know, would you be interested? Could I get a job, basically, if right. I work for you? And he's like, well, we already have a female guide. And I was like, you just, well, just like one Right, we have our guide? token female guides. Well, exactly and then what the, it came across. how many male guides? Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, well, that's some BS. And then in my mind, I was thinking, well, you'd need more than one female guide. Definitely. Yeah, he's like, like, every guy service needs more than one female guide, in my silly, opinion. But, I mean, I was kind of already um, made up my mind I was going to you know, take the woofer and then take the course. Right. And I just kind of wanted to hear someone say, yeah, of course we'll hire you. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I know I'll get a job. I'm not worried about it. Um, kind of like, just, just, there's a demand for women guides, and I knew that. You know, even then, people were asking for females to take out female groups and females to work with. Definitely. Yeah. And everyone I talked to was like, that's such a great idea. So. Um, then backtrack a little bit. So that's basically how you moved to Las Vegas. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we came out training for the course and then came out for the course like in state of a month or so just like packed up and yes camped and hung out for a while and then you know just sort of fell in love with it and then this is winter so that was we took the course in the fall and then here comes winter and we have to go back to west virginia for the winter no and the winter here is much greater exactly so we were like why are we going to go back to west virginia when we could just stay here definitely so i got an apartment i rented an apartment and um, my partner and i he's in and out of town working and Elena, we got, we were roommates and got a two-bedroom apartment and uh, she already had her dog with her and I went back and got the cats and mm-hmm. drove back out and 
um, we made a decision to go ahead and take the exam in the spring. Like the next spring. Mm-hmm. Wow, so that's back to back. Yeah, because I was thinking, I need more time. And Elena's like, no, we got to do it right now before we forget everything. <laughs> it's fresh in our minds. Sometimes it's probably the best approach. And I was like, you know, I think you're right. So then yeah. we just spent the winter. We weren't going to have much work back in West Virginia anyway for guiding. The season's right. over in the winter. So we were like, well, why don't we just stay here and train? So that's what we did. Great. And, and then you got for, your rug guide. For the first time in all that training course in an exam, I was calm, completely still, heart not bumping anything when the, we met for the exam. I was like, what do you got? Bring it on. I'm so ready. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was perfect. Of course, I mean, you are capable, but you also have so much training and then you got a support person, mm-hmm. and which is like, what, not to pass the exam, I think. Yeah, and uh, a support group, not just having Elena to do all of the technical bump, bump off questions, bounce off questions and figure right. out solutions and stuff, but to have people that were super psyched to get out and climb with you all winter long. You always had at least a party of three you count on it. So every time you went out and did a big route, you had a party of three and you could do it in blocks and then you could, you could lead as much as you wanted. You could guide two to one all the time. You could, um, there's always friends there to support you. And they knew 100% that, you know, that's what, you know, they were there for you. That's great. Yeah. That kind of remind me, I actually saw one of the videos you made for the MGA because you got one one of the course or exam, whatever that is, so you got a scholarship. Mm-hmm. That and, was the course. Uh, okay. I, so you actually shout out to a lot of people who support you along the way. I think that's like, beautiful. One question I want to ask you. Uh-huh. So I watched that video and then all, all of a sudden <laughs> queuing this guy is like, <laughs> I'm trying to break the apple with bare hands. Well, this is kind of bizarre. But then it, it show up again. After that, I'm actually kind of looking forward to see that again. So what was the idea that you put in I there? Think who is this guy? Kevin, um, not Kevin, but Keith Harvey. I said he was one of the IT, in, the team instructors. Oh, I, I was on the instructor team. Yeah, he was one of my um, instructors. And he was a, a hoot. We had such a good time. And so we were out in First Creek Canyon having a short roping day and we all eating lunch or whatever. And he pulls out an apple and he's like, you ever seen this before? And or I was trying to do something with my apple and he was like, here, let me cut that in half for you. And he just puts his thumbs in it and twists it and it just breaks right in half. But he did that noise and we all just died laughing. We were like, oh my God, I've never seen that before. So, um... Anyway, we just loved, we laughed about it for a long time, and there was in that video. Is there something that goes magnetron? Is that ever in there? I I don't remember, but yeah, because of that that breaking yeah. apple thing. There was a couple not... of things that were like that that just kept being a theme throughout. So, I see. And no, it makes no sense for anybody else unless they were on that course. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it was so funny when I was making the video. I was like, this is just we're just gonna throw that in there. I. I interpret, you know, I'm going to work hard. And I yeah. thought that he didn't break the apple, actually. But he you did, actually yeah, yeah. did. Yep. Uh, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide to stay in Las Vegas then? Uh, because it's such a, so much rock climbing. So much rock climbing. There's so many good friends. And every day the sun shines. Well, except for this last few days here. Right. <laughs> but the sun shines most of the year. 
and uh, they can get out and play. I definitely know that you love rock climbing. So yeah. how did you start rock climbing? I started rock climbing in South Lake Tahoe. South Lake Tahoe, like Lover's Lake or Sugarloaf? Yep, or, exactly. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, lived in North Carolina um, until after college. Went to college and all that stuff. And then uh, in my early 20s, kind of lost. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with myself. And um, I met someone who rock climbed. I didn't play sports at all. I didn't have an athletic bone in my body. And I really liked being outside, though. Right. And I was tired of tired of uh, nightclubbing all the time, partying all the time, and just needed to, to make a change in my life. And I met someone who rock climbed, and I knew, even before I ever went rock climbing, that that's what I wanted to do. Just kind of grab you. Yeah. I, I saw it. I was like, I love being outside in nature. With, and I used to go hiking around the state park in North Carolina. It had a lot of rock in it. And I was like, I don't know how you get up there or how this works. And there weren't, I didn't see rock climbers out. You know, I never saw a rock climber. I just saw the rock and I was just scrambling around and sometimes get myself in, you know, situations where I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so you were saying that you were early 20 or just hit 20s? Like I just um, had a cha- life change. Okay. And I needed a life change in my um, early 20s. Is that because, I don't know, because I'm not from this country. I mean, a lot of people say that 20 is like college year. They all just like get wasted, get drunk, get yeah. stoned and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just, just crazy partying for partying. for so many years, yeah. I see. And um, I just couldn't, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Right, because you can only do it so much, yeah, can, right? Yeah, I'm just like, well, that was fun, but I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, um... I go hiking and get out in nature because that's what I really like to do. Right. And uh, I would see these rocks at the state park where I used to go and I would scramble around on them and sort of boulder. didn't know it was such a thing as bouldering, you know, but I would right, climb yes. around on rocks, little mm-hmm. rocks and stuff and up and over things. And um, I just really liked that. And then I was working at a restaurant and I met this, this person who was a rock climber. And uh, he didn't teach me to rock climb, but he like, Talk ex- exposed me to it. Yeah. Right. And um, I just fell in love with the idea of it, even before I ever got to go rock climbing. And, and then how did you, after all, try Yes, I was, that was in North Carolina, and I went on an extended road trip. And I had uh, $500 in my pocket, and um, I was going to go for as long as I, until I ran out of money. Great. And that was early 90s or whatever so I thought maybe it seemed like $500 was a lot at the time <laughs> yeah and I had a, a girlfriend that I worked with at the restaurant that decided to go with me and so we pulled our money and we got my little Nissan Sentra and we drove to Arizona and I dropped her off for a three week trip to the Grand Canyon and then I did a little tour by myself and then picked her back up and then we continued on um, and we ended up at L.A. at a friend of hers house. We were kind of out of money at that point. And she was like, I said, well, I guess we're going to need to get a job for a while and hang out. And then before we can get our, work our way back home. She said, well, y'all should go up to South Lake Tahoe. Okay. And get a job as cocktail waitresses. You make sure. tons of money. Okay. And then, you can, you know, get then you can go back home. We're was like, that, okay. Was that true? <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Okay. Drive up to Lake Tahoe. And it's. July 4th, um, just happens to be, but we 
I've never been to Lake Tahoe. Right. And we drive up and over the pass, and when we hit the the summit there to drop into the valley, it, the fireworks are just going off, and it's absolutely beautiful, and the lake is just shining and everything, and I was like, wow. Ended up that we stayed there. For, I stayed there for the next two years, and she still lives somewhere you know close to the area. But yeah, we got jobs as cocktail waitresses. Okay. Pretty quick. Nice. Pretty quick, and we lived in a tent because it was summertime. Okay. So we figured we could do this for the summer, and when it gets to be colder, we'll pack up and go home. Right. So we got jobs as cocktail waitresses, and then um, she came home. Uh, she came back one day, and she said, I met this girl, Jenny. Oh, so it's a girl. It's a girl. Um, I met this girl, Jenny, who's a cocktail waitress at Caesars Work. She worked at Caesars, and I worked at okay. Harris. So my friend said, my friend Rochelle said, I work with a girl who's a rock climber and said, she said she would take you climbing. Nice. Yeah. So it's a girl who t- took a you climbing. A girl took me climbing. Nice. Jenny. Yeah, I wrote about her in that same essay that you read. Even though I know I should not have assumed, but I just yeah, like, gotta be like a guy. <laughs> yeah. It was a guy oh that God. exposed me to climbing. Um, and But then it was, in fact, a girl that, a girl took, that took me climbing. Awesome. Yes. That was awesome. Jenny. Yep. Um, and so Jenny took me climbing on a laugh because it was just a big old boulder with a one anchor at the top and we just put a carabiner on that thing and, and threw a rope down. I didn't think it was a locking carabiner. It was just one. Well, and I mean, one, carabiner, <laughs> one carabiner is very strong. I mean, definitely. As we have two for redundancy, but we know that. Right. Yeah, so I laugh when sometimes people are like, you think one will be okay? And I'm like, well, I mean, it'll work, but no, it's not, not ideal. No. Right. But yeah, Jenny took me rock climbing, and um, I think I rock climb pretty much every day from that day forward until unless I couldn't. Wow. Um, you mentioned that you didn't do any sport in school. No. So any like athletic activity? No. no. And what was it hard for you to rock oh. climb, or you just love it so much? You just I don't care. I'm just gonna rock climb. The the latter, yeah. And I've traditionally been one of the weakest members of my climbing party most of my life. Physically I, weak, not I don't mentally. Think so I mean, I, I mean, I, when I met you, a strong climber. Yeah. Well, I, I'm flexible, and I um, I guess it's. I have a good center of gravity and I understand nice. mechanics and stuff but as far as like climbing as hard as as I as a human can climb I'm you know very far from that I think I get by by a lot of technique and a pretty strong head strong hand meaning fingers oh head oh head yeah. I see sorry yeah 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 nice so um, it's been interesting. Uh, I've never really thought of myself as weak or strong. Right. You know, I just climbed. Um, it all, a lot of it had to depend on who I climbed with, how I felt about it. So you will be affected by, like, your partners or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what does that mean? Can you give me an example or something? Um, yeah. So climbing with uh, Jimmy and Lake Tahoe was always nothing but fun. And I was always, lear- every day was a learning because I was brand new. Right. So it never felt like I was not doing something right or good enough or failing or didn't have anything to compare it to either, you know. So every day was just a new, like, whoa, you know. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I learned something new today. And, and as I was um, cocktail waitressing, um, I would, there was a store in town where I bought my first bicycle. Um, I 
You could put a bike on layaway. You could put gear on layaway. You know, like I could go in and get stuff. I could get a stopper, you know, with my tips. Or I could go in and buy a, uh, a small can with my tips. Oh, and I, I see. could put yeah. like a big can on layaway and buy it over the next week. And my bike took me a couple months to get. But as I was buying and acquiring all my own personal stuff, I would go out with Jenny's crew. And, of course, she was the only woman and her crew and now there's two of us. Now there's Jenny and Tracy and all the male crew. And they were more than happy to take us out and teach us how to rock climb. And teach us how to place gear. And teach us how to make anchors. You know, and this is, um, this is a time when there weren't hardly any bolts. Very rare to see a bolt in South Lake Tahoe. Definitely not anchors at the time. Right, so you gear anchor. You have to go and, up and build then, gear anchors and walk right. off. And so as you mentioned, Lover's Leap... Um, yeah, um, Lovacy is a toy track area. Yeah, right? totally track. So mm-hmm. the pie shop, Sugarloaf, like you said. Yes. I didn't climb there as much because it's a little harder. Oh, Phantom Spires. That's the place I was trying to go. Right. Yeah, even though it took a long time, people who have been climbing, who started climbing, tried climbing, probably progress a little slower than people who I start sport climbing. I would agree. Yes. yes. So it took me a long time to climb but harder. you 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 build a very solid foundation. Yes, though. very solid foundation. Yeah. So I never really was like, oh, I, I don't climb hard. I was just thinking to myself, I'm really, I'm putting myself out there. It's more more felt like I yeah, I'm bald. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily climbing the hardest routes, but I was feeling like I was tired in the day from mental. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're pushing your mental limit, yeah. you're gonna get tired. Yeah. And so we would go on trips to uh, Yosemite because it's... I mean, Yosemite is away. hard. You know? yeah. yeah. And so I, Especially back then you were relatively new. Yeah. And so I, I remember not being able to get up on... What's the 5-9 crack off the side of the road that is a test piece for um, down in the valley? Some... Oh, yeah. gosh. I, I can't I can, remember Anyway, <laughs> I remember not being able to get up the thing. Not, not, and then I went back later and led it. And I was just like, oh, it's just, just one of the pleasures of rock climbing is to right. be... Like, to... to not believe or not to be able to do a single move on something and and, and then you that was five back. nine yeah yeah but i mean you're so many five nights hard well, right, right. yeah yeah but we'd go down there and um i would want to lead everything i didn't want to top rope stuff or i mean or um a swing leads but i'd want to lead as much as i could it was like five five i want to lead it and as soon as i could follow a five six i wanted to lead it and as soon as i could follow a five seven and on and on and on and then at some point, at the five nine range, it started getting kind of hard, you know. So I was just like, "I'm going to be a five ten climber. I am, I am." And I, you know, I remember you know, leading five ten trad and just thinking, "Wow, it is. I'm, wow, I'm, I'm there. I, <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you can lead like you seventy five ten, it's like a really big thing." Yeah. Yeah. I would say that like nowadays people like from the gym or sport climbing they say five ten not hard but I just like go climb some five ten off with and you somebody yeah. I was like yeah, yeah. your butt yeah. let me know how that goes for you and so it probably wasn't you know it was many many years before I clipped bolts and then realized that actually I was really good on my feet and I had good technique but I was very weak when it came to pulling hard pulling hard <laughs> upper body steep stuff. Or anything that was a you know iron cross sort of situation, you know. So I realized I was like, oh, this is why this is what I'm missing those things that takes to climb really hard. 
<laughs> Hi. That's a bouncy. And welcome to the show, too. And, but does that bother you, though? It didn't bother me um, at the time. At the time. So yeah. it bothered you at some point. It bothered me when I moved into a different situation, a different, well, I moved to the New River Gorge. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was in Lake Tahoe for a couple of years, and then I moved back to North Carolina. And that translation was seamless mm-hmm. because we're talking about run out slabs. Yeah, run out slabs. Yeah. So I went from climbing in um, Tuolumne and Lake Tahoe to climbing on the granite domes of North Carolina. So I wasn't a hard transition. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to run it out on slabs and play funky gear. That's I'm like a, good that. a very good skill, though. Yes. I mean, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, yeah, so that well. Yeah, that was you know the first ten years probably mm-hmm. of my climbing. I mean, with practice, you get yeah, pretty that good was with kind that. Of, yeah, the kind of climbing I did, and then when I got on something steep, of course, I just flailed all over it. But um, you know, I started like figuring out how to position body different and stuff to climb on a little bit steeper stuff. Um, I see, or if I could find any sort of hand uh, stem or hand jam or finger lock or something that would help a lot too right yeah using the advantage you already have yes and then you can accumulate the strength gradually yes right <laughs> it's, been yeah. gradu- it's been gradual too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i understand it has to be gradual <laughs> yeah but yeah moved to the new river gorge back in the mid 90s so you've been climbing for a long time 32 years Wow. So it would make it 91? Yeah. I don't think you want to be a guy when you just start rock climbing, right? Like, I did not. Never crossed my mind, no. But then when did guiding walk into the picture? Because I remember I saw this thing that you were doing like some graphical design. Yeah, yeah. I have an art degree. Oh, you have an art degree, mm-hmm. yes. A Bachelor of Fine Arts, uh, which I didn't use forever. I just waited tables. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah. it probably pays better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it gave me a lot of free time. Right. But it, um, so when I came back from Cocktail Waitressing and learning to rock climb and learning to ski and bought my first mountain bike when I lived in South Lake Tahoe, I came back to North Carolina and I rock climbed. So I met some friends and rock climbed. And then I started dating uh, uh, this guy that I was madly in love with. It's the same guy that introduced me to rock climbing way back when. And we moved to Fayetteville, West Virginia together. Okay, so then that was in the early 90s. And he uh, was on the guide. He was had, was doing some guiding. And a little bit. And he worked, went to work. He's a, um, he was a kayaker and a rock climber and a mountain bike guide. So he was like, you should do some of that. And so he worked for the guide service in um, Fayetteville, West Virginia that is Elena actually currently owns now. But way back then, it was owned by another friend of ours. And um, he said, sure, I'll hire you and let, we'll train you. You know, because that was, that's the MJ was pretty new. Right, because yeah. I think for all the times, that's pretty much all the guys always do. They have in-house training. Mm-hmm. So they did. They trained me for what they needed me to do for the single pitch terrain. And then off I went. I guided for um, the summers, spring and fall a little bit but during the busy season for a few for a few years and I did that in conjunction with waiting tables at a restaurant and working at the outdoor gear shop and I did some mountain bike guiding 
Wow. Blog, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, so yeah, I was um, athletic then. You know, like I, I was running a lot and we, um, I rode my mountain bike all the time. I loved it. And we rock climbed as much as we could and I worked whatever job I could and we were building a house and just, Right. You know, living a simple life in West Virginia yeah. was nice. So you were doing like quite a few different type mm-hmm. of jobs, yes. like mountain bike guiding, rock guiding, uh, waiting tables, and some art design mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's out of necessity because you have to juggle so many different jobs in order to like yeah be, be sustainable for absolutely okay yeah and at that time though I didn't really know what I was going to do guiding even though I was doing it part-time wasn't my focus it wasn't it it helped me see what I didn't want to do (laughs) okay so what what didn't you want I didn't I didn't think guiding was for me I was like this isn't what I want to do sorry you you said guys guiding okay yeah I but didn't then, think guiding was for me. I enjoyed it as a part-time job. But then you after came to Red Rod and guided. Yeah, that was years later. I see. Yeah. So I was... <laughs> I uh, So year, that was years later. I at, When I was living in Fayetteville, West Virginia at that time, and I wasn't a graphic artist then, okay. I decided that I needed to do something. Like, here like, I am. Like, yeah, not guiding. Yeah. Like, or not, not even this... Not, I wasn't trying not to guide. I just needed a career. So, a, a real job. Yeah. So okay. I was like, it's time for me to do something. I'm thir- I think I'm 30. Okay. Or 31 or something. Um, and so I've been climbing for four or five years. And, and guiding was fun and all. But I was like, I don't think that's what I want to do. Definitely need to quit waiting tables. I need to try to focus on something. You feel like waiting table is not long term. Right? It wasn't for me. Okay. It wasn't for you. I had already been doing it. Um, 16 years. But, um, but what made you think the guiding is not for you? Back um, then, I mean. Well, the pay was pretty low back then, too. Okay. Yeah, even lower than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, and um, it was hot. It was it was nasty outdoors, summer guiding at the yeah, River Gorge. It's just quite different than you just pick a good day to go personal. Yeah. You can't like, have yeah. to go anytime. Yeah, you, yeah. People are great. Yes, you, you know people make all the difference, and you have a good time while you're out there. But it, you're just like looking at your watch. You're just like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like my monologue when somebody said, "Can you take me out climbing red rides?" July. I was yeah. like, oh. no, no. I mean, I could, but I, yeah. I could. Yeah. I did it once, yeah. but I just said, "Gee, I'm not gonna no, do it again." Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is not gonna be good for either one of us. Right. Yeah, um, you're not getting the best of me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, then maybe this isn't my thing. You know, it's, like I said, fun for uh, another thing to do, a part-time job. So I decided that, you know, I'm an artist. It's time for me to do to make some art or create some art. I'm ready. and I'm scared of it, just like any other thing in my life. I'm nervous about what I don't understand, what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to fail at it. You know, so I bought myself a computer. I got a Mac. And um, the internet was, you know. Uh, yeah. I, yes, I remember. And we lived in the woods. Yes. So it was really hard to get uh, a connection or anything. And I didn't know a single, I knew one other person in my life who had a Mac and a MacBook, um, an Apple product. And we together brought, we both bought a computer at the same time. And I set that computer up and I bought um, a couple programs. And that was before the Adobe Creative Suite was even a thing. And I learned how to, Sat there by myself with no technical support, no cell phone, no interwebs, no, you know, none of that stuff. And 
figured it out with a lot of kicking and screaming and crying. A lot of crying. It was rough. Well, but but you made it. I did. I kept at it, and I just kept at it because I was like, uh, this is it. This is the future, and I know I'm going to like it. I knew I was going to have fun on it. Yeah, yeah. It's just figuring it out by yourself when you absolutely, you just have the CD tutorial. That's all you have. Then, after all, how did you get a job? Well, I left West Virginia after a few years. Right. And I moved back to North Carolina. And I'd had just enough graphic design experience with local people up in Fayetteville, West Virginia, like giving me brochures and logos and stuff, t-shirts and stuff like that to do that I've learned the computer, the systems pretty well, the programs. So I got back to, I moved to Asheville and where my mom and sister are. In North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So when you were in North Carolina, you were not guiding? I wasn't guiding yet. Right. Just yep. just the artwork. Just the artwork. And so I started looking for a job in Asheville and it's a very artsy town. And I'm like, God, it's just like the, the jobs don't pay anything because there's so many people willing to I see work for nothing. So I was like, damn it, what am I gonna do? But anyway, I ended up getting a job at the local news uh weekly newspaper. So every week there was a paper arts and entertainment weekly thing called the Mountain Express. Hmm. And there was a woman there named Tracy and um she was the art director there and I told her that I didn't have much experience on the computer and I didn't have a lick of experience with the software that they used. But I was willing to learn, I was learn fast and I was super smart and I showed her my portfolio and told her what I could do and she's like, All right, we're hiring you. Um you can work once a week until we get you trained and I said, Okay, that sounds great and within a Within a, a month, I was working full-time. Nice. So, once again, a woman yep, kind of got me set up and, and inspired. And um, well, It's kind of funny. I haven't really thought about it that much before. But anyway, I worked at that magazine for a year and a half. And although it didn't pay that great, I learned so much. I learned so much um, about computer graphics. And I, and I rock climbed on my, um, my days off. Because I'm living in Asheville, where I meet people, you know, rock climbing everywhere, like I all, see. all around, you know, that's what people do, um, mountain bike and rock climbing. And so, um, yeah, I rock climbed and mountain biked and ran and got started getting a little stronger. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But, but, um, but then... How did guiding come into yeah. play? Yeah. So I was in Asheville for like a year and a half, and I didn't want to be there anymore okay because um i i just wanted to change a scene i want to change a scene let's just call it that way yeah so um oh yeah okay i didn't want to be there anymore but i didn't know where to go um i, I always love the west virginia but i really couldn't go back there because my ex so it's a very small town, and I'd broken up with my ex and moved to North Carolina, and I didn't think it was good for anybody for me to go back there. So I was like, where can I go? But anyway, I started applying for, I had this brilliant idea to apply for jobs at Climbing Magazine and Rock and Ice Magazine. For graphic design. For graphic design. So I, even though I worked on computers, I didn't have email yet. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I shared out a work email um, at the newspaper, I mean at the weekly arts and entertainment magazine but I didn't have my own so I I hand wrote a letter 
to rock and ice. And wow, it, him riddle. Into <laughs> climbing. And I mailed him off. And I got a phone call. Nice. From um, Climbing Magazine. And then they say they want to hire you. They were, they interviewed me over the phone. And then they were very interested. They called me back and they were like, well, we've actually decided to hire someone who's local. And then I was like, dang. And then, so I was going on about my business and like, I've got to figure out what to do next. And three weeks later, they called me back and they were like, actually, she's, that's not working out. You would you still want the job? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I packed up my stuff and drove out there and started working at the magazine. So you become the local for the magazine, you mean? Yeah, I lived in Colorado and Glenwood Springs. and um, So they are located at Colorado? They were. They were, sorry. Yeah, they were. They yeah. were then, yeah. They're not now. They're not even a magazine. It's still a magazine. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I don't think so. Somebody yeah. bought, scroll, gobbled it, them it, up it, and it somebody gobbled of, them up. Yeah, I kind of went, I don't know, I didn't yeah. keep track of that. But I worked at Climbing. I worked there for three years. Yeah, just all because of the... I working at the local magazine in North Carolina that I got the skills I needed to be able to work for. So that was Colorado Springs? That was Glenwood Springs. Oh, okay. At Carbondale, Glenwood Springs. Oh, uh, okay. At the Roaring Fork Valley. Front Range, right? No, it's no. Um, Aspen area. Okay. So between Vail and Grand Junction. I'm not very familiar with Colorado, so there must be some climbing there, right? Lots. 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 So you probably climb a lot, too. Yeah, lots. This is my this is my introduction to steep climbing. Oh, what kind of climbing? Rifle is your home crag. Oh, a rifle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, once you say rifle, I know. Yeah. 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 yeah rifle's the home crag. So you're like, you're going to learn to climb steep stuff. And then some like weird beta figuring out that type of thing. Because I yeah, remember, which is fine because I was it kind because of... Because you're like creative, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of stemming and um, a lot of body positioning and stuff. Knee so. bonding and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So once again, I didn't climb hard, but, uh, you know, it was fun. And I learned a lot of climbing at rifle. I made it my mission to climb all the 511s. That was nice. And I did my first 512 there. Awesome. Yeah, so I worked at the magazine for three years. And then? Then I went from climbing magazine to rock and ice magazine. How long were you just full-time graphic design then? Um, That was five years. Five years. Yes. And then? Then I freelanced after that. Okay, so you freelanced. And then when did you jump back to guiding then? Yes, yeah, so then I was living in Colorado. I was there seven years. Married. Married. Divorced. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Back to North Carolina, I go. Back to North Carolina. Back to Asheville. I had purchased a home, a little house. At North Carolina. In Asheville when I was there in the late 90s. Between living in Fayetteville uh, and okay. Colorado. Yep. So you moved back to that. I moved back to my house. Yeah. And I... Couldn't really get a decent job. I figured all this experience I had as art director and... How about the freelance? You mean the rock and ice freelance? Yeah, well, I, I quit my job. And, I see. Yeah, I quit my job at um, climbing. I quit my job at rock and ice. I was freelancing for some folks in Aspen. And then when I got divorced and I moved back to North Carolina, I left all that behind. Right. So I went back to North Carolina. So you're looking for a new job? I'm looking for a job in North Carolina, in Asheville. This is where... There's so many artists. This is where it comes in that I have enough experience. I have really good experience, but also magazines, prints going out, yes, digital's coming in, so there's less opportunity, and um, the jobs that were available were no flexibility, forty hours a week, like working in a print shop. I just like I, I don't know if I can do it. 
Right. So I was like, I'm going to try my hand at being a visual artist. What does that mean by visual I'm going to make art. Okay. So I'm going to do freelance work as it comes my way. I want to seek some out, let people know I'm in the market. I can put books up. I can do books. I can do logos. I can help with, I'm going to learn how to do websites. I'm going to, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to be a graphic artist and I'm going to make art. So you, you want to start your own business. That's yeah. I started, I got an LLC up. Right. Yep. I did. And it was hard. I worked a lot. Yeah. And entrepreneurial life is not. Yeah. And I didn't make much money, but it was, it was okay. Okay. It was okay. Um, yeah, I was doing I was doing okay, but I was also trying to figure out what can I what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Because I'm working so hard that and I don't know what, how much money I want to make next week or next month. Huh? So it's just like okay, you work so hard, but it seems like you're not accumulating as much as you wish yeah. for. Yeah, I'm okay. like you know, doing pet portraits and making. Recycled art and making ten dollars here and a hundred dollars there and twenty dollars here and hundred dollars there. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. And then having to have your your art in multiple places just to make enough to like. Okay, I've, I've made and all this logistics. Yeah, logistics yeah. of it all. And then your own marketing and then all this stuff. You just so, have to do it all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's super fun. I liked it, but I'm like, okay, it'd be nice if I had something with a little bit, um, you know, to add to it. What else is it do I like? You know, what else do I want to do? I don't want to. I can't go back to working forty hours a week with my nose in the computer. You know, I'm already I already have that going on now, and I don't want to. Can't wait tables again. I can't go back there. And what? Else? Oh, I like climbing a lot. Like, so then, you fit. You climb well. Yeah, and I was like, huh, maybe I could guide a little bit. So I just started poking around the internet, and there was a rock instructor course. I mean, it was like two weeks from now, from the day that I was looking on. Oh. Do you remember which year that was? Oh, nine. And it was in North Carolina. It was just right there. Yeah, it was right there. It was in, in Rivard, and I lived in Asheville, and they were 40 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, okay. And then you got in that program? I emailed them and said, hey, I don't have any, I don't have an SPI, I don't have any guiding experience but here's my resume um i don't have a woofer i don't have anything so i looked they're like well you have to have a woofer and um you don't have to have an spi it's not required but it'd be very helpful and i was like okay so i looked up and there was an spi course in that same time frame right before the rock instructor course and then there was a woofer Wow! I mean, boom! Like it you all just pack it all in. I packed it all in because I, like the course is like two weeks later, and then Wolfer course. Yeah, is I like took a, the Wolfer course. I took the SPI course. Jeez! And, and I had a day, and then I took the rock instructor. No, I, I let me back up. I took the S, um, Wolfer course, ten day course. I took the SPI exam without taking the course, and then I had a day, and then I took the rock guide. I mean, the rock instructor course. Oh my god! I did all that in that two weeks. That's intense. It was intense, and I didn't know anything, and I was my head was spinning. I didn't, I knew not what I was getting into. But, but what I'm curious because <laughs> before you took that course, you you already been guided 
guiding before. So right. you have guided years. Been years. Right, right. Oh, it yeah. has been years. It's so, been years. So you don't think that with the past experience, you can just use that to get a job? Or you no. feel like you really no. need to I think this is when the AMGA was really um, being more known. I see. It was really coming into the peripheral of people's... Um, and especially since Adam Fox was the SPI discipline coordinator. I don't know that he was the coordinator at that particular moment. I don't know my history well enough to know, but he was definitely helping develop that program. The SPI program. Mm-hmm. So he, and that was his business. And so he was I all see. about the AMGA. Right. Yeah. So it was not a, even a question. It was like, you have to have I see. some training. Was, okay. Okay. okay I'm, I'm, a, I'm for, I want to learn. I'm in, I'm in for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I was a mess. Yeah. But, but, but I got the training. Yeah, uh, the SPI um, exam, I really barely knew anything. Yeah. I would not mm-hmm. suggest taking the exam <laughs> without taking the course. I, I don't think you can do that now. I don't think you can do it anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that they let me do that. And I learned everything I needed to learn after the fact. Yeah, it's. Wow. So you you got a training rock rocking instructor of course yes, but I guess back then MGA is still kind of new I guess because like I think nowadays the courses were not two weeks ahead it's gonna be fall. Oh Good yeah, yeah, it's gonna in. be fall. There was three of us. Only three of you. Yes, yeah, three of us. I think they needed three to make it go. Yeah. Wow, yeah. MGA has those days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a different lifetime for them, wasn't it? Yes, and that um. The price was $1,700. Already $1,700. Wow. Mm-hmm. But right now it's probably twice as much. Probably. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked. Yeah. And backtrack a little bit. I, actually, I don't know. Um, This is a sensitive question because I'm counting. Because you have been climbing and... I didn't know that you are older than I thought. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I've been like spending so much time with you. I never would imagine that... Yeah, older than I thought. Like by looking at you, talking with you, I have no idea. But you mentioned that in one of the essays that you were in, I don't know which course, maybe it's the Advanced Rock Guy course mm-hmm. or whatever, that you were the oldest member. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you would mention that you took that with Elena and all that. So maybe you didn't mind as much you were the only woman. And did... Erica was in the... Oh, okay, Erica mm-hmm. Engel. How about being the oldest member of? Because I have that feeling a little bit because I'm also older than yes. a lot of my course mates. So does that affect you, though? Um, it affected me in the sense that I just didn't want to hold everyone back. And, and but you, you think that you will hold people back, though? I didn't hold anybody back, but right. I, but you you were afraid. I was okay. Concerned with that? Yes. I see. Yeah. Um, and you think that's more of your age or more your gender? Probably a little both. Okay. Probably a little both. Obviously, you have the resume to go on that course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still think you might hold people back? No, I knew that my climbing was up to par with the requirements of the course. And, I mean, you know, it's always a little in the back of your mind going, well, if we go sport climbing one day, they want to see you climb harder. You know, right. you know you're not that strong on sport climbing. That's not where you're going to shine. Like, True. that's in the back of my mind. You know? I see. You know, yeah. but uh, it's okay, you know, just just do the best you can. Right. Don't make a big deal out of it. 
you know, ask if maybe if you can do it again, or, you know, would you mind if I get on this one, that might play to my strengths a little better, you know, like, just be thoughtful about it, like, take a breath, right? you know, and don't freak out if they put you on some route that's really hard for you, you know, and don't start making a bunch of excuses about right. why you might have, I might have done it if, or, you know, just, um... So you were saying that back then when you were worried about probably not like the decision making and all that, but it's more of like the say the movement part, right? Know? Probably the movement part in very specific terrain, like something like very steep, steep. yeah, like yes. something that's slightly overhang or, yeah. or way overhang. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like what if I've got to do a big lock off move, right? You know, like, and then I'm am I gonna? Fail the whole thing because I can't do a, you know, a okay. pull-up or a lock-off right. move or something. So then, then you move to Vegas, mm-hmm. right? So we saw that, like, the riding instructor course, and then after all, you met Elena and all that thing, then you moved to Las Vegas. During that time, did you do any artwork or still a little bit? or? Oh, oh yeah. I'm still doing artwork. I see. So yes. it's just kind of part-time artwork and then preparing to do a little bit more guiding. Correct. And after you... Moved to Vegas. Did you somehow full time guy for some time, or were you still kind of guy and do artwork? I was full time. Full time. Full time. So yes. Actually, I'm always struggle with the definition of what right. time guiding because obviously, people who have a full time job they just have weekend uh, weekend off. But a guy that if you only have weekend off, you're going to be dead, I think, in my opinion, because it's very physical demanding. So how many days do you think that a month a guy should work to consider to be a full-time? No? Oh, just because he or she doesn't do another job, so then obviously that's full-time. Well, the amount of days working versus the amount you're getting paid, is, you know, of course we know it's not equal. So if it were the case that you could work, "Quote unquote," a full time job like a like a person does forty hours a week, and that was enough money. Right, that would be ideal. True, but if you lower your standards enough and don't need very much, then that is adequate. It can be adequate to work forty hours a week at whatever your payment is. It's pretty low wage. I mean, you can make really good tips. Right, sometimes not guaranteed, and sometimes your wages are decent. But it's it's not the payment that we all know it should be for the amount of work it put into it. So let's say, um, I know that right now you're not guiding full-time. Mm-hmm. But back then when you're guiding full-time, average, like how many days you work a month, say? Well, not considered the summer month. When I first started here, winters weren't as busy as they are now. I feel like... Um, the guide services stay pretty busy in the winter now. So you would do um, as much as you would say yes to. So you could do... Ten, so you, you could get go, that much work. You could get that much work. Now, when I, when I first moved here, since I was new and nobody knew me, it was definitely a low personal and totem pole. And so I right. worked for all the four guide services. And so that got me a lot of work. And the... And you're also, when you're first starting out, you're just like, you don't say no to, to anything. You don't even ask what the gig right. is. Yeah. You're just some, like, okay. Yeah. yeah somebody I'll just texts you or calls you and like, hey, you want to work? Yes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't even know if it's a party of one, you have to go, you know, up 
whatever or a party of 15 that you're just going to take hiking. I don't know. You just say, yes, 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 yes. Right. So I just did that um, all the time. And you'd have to, people would tell you, you're going to have to start saying no because it just, you will get enough work where you will just fall over basically. Yeah, in the beginning, you work 20 days in a row. Would it be definitely seven, eight, nine regularly? And then a day or two. You'd have to almost say, no, I can't work. And then you'd feel guilty about it. Right. <laughs> so then, say even you, you work like seven, eight, nine, rest like two, three days. That's still a lot of days a month. It is. Then calculating probably like at least 20 days a month then. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, we all know how... How, how much you guys can pay and then you feel like, is it worth it though <laughs> I mean I mean this is like question I'm, yeah. I, 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 I myself mm-hmm. struggling um okay physically is, I mean yes you don't climb at your limit but you still go out for four days you got tired and then you know the guy service is not gonna bring like the benefits mm-hmm. right sometimes you might not get a good tip right so you're like oh you know so then I need to be frugal so then I'm like okay I think I'm pretty satisfied is that absolutely you have to adopt that attitude of I need to be frugal I'm happy with less Mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of really good a lot of really um qualities about that that are good for your life true I mean right yes but that should be a decision based on that you want to make for yourself, not based on necessity. Definitely. Because you don't have another choice. Yes. <laughs> I understand. I mean, definitely, I mean, I myself struggle on this. I'm right now, I'm talking more on the, the scary part and the negative side. And obviously, I'm doing it, and then you've been doing it. So, I mean, we can talk about the happy side of that guy, <laughs> but the guiding, too. Yeah. I mean, what's the best part you like guiding, though? Oh, it's it's fun work. People are great. I love being outside. I love being high off the ground. You know, it's um, you get the best of people when they come out on their vacations or they want to learn, and they they're they give you the best of themselves. I hardly ever had a person that I just didn't want to go out with again. That it makes for fun work, and you feel like you really helped people understand, you know, how to stay safe and how to be more efficient and to help them enjoy the outdoors and to maybe be happy with simpler things like they don't need right they don't need the most high-end gear and clothes and big fancy this or that um yeah i mean i totally agree i mean for me the the most fun part is like meeting different people Mm. and sometimes like build a long-term relationship that because they might come back and mm-hmm. then you can see their progression and stuff and be happy about yeah how they improve when you saw them they were just a new climber and now they can like do this yeah. and that and they 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 invite you to go places you know climbing and or you know friendly things like, like come to my house and let's go do this thing together on right um, come come here and visit I want to show you our local crag and then we can go out to a movie or to a play or to you know, like you right. develop friendships that, and and for the most part, I would say those those people also still respect what you do for a living. They're not like, oh, we're friends now, so mm-hmm. I can just climb with you for free now, right? 
you know, yeah, I mean, because you know, this is your job. Right. right. So I've met really great people that way that just want to do something really nice for you because you've done so much for them, but yet they still expect to compensate you for your time when you're guiding and, and want to share their life with you, be generous with you. It's been great. How many years you consider your full-time guy here in Red Rock? Um, maybe just five or six. And then you start to kind of fade out a little bit, like you mm-hmm. reduce the amount of work and then add more, like come back to your art. Exactly. Okay. Yes. During the full-time period, what's the challenging part for like full-time guy? The challenging part is, I would say physically. 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 Because, as you mentioned, that I'm older than... <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I mean, age, I mean, the biological age and then the calendar age, yeah. it can be different. Um, I think, I'm not trying to say that old people can't guide, because that's absolutely not true. I mean, there's got, a lot of older guys, you got to yes. want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you got to modify your guiding. and Definitely. Yeah, so my hands yeah. and my knees and my feet were just like, you need to, you need to back off. Okay, so give the, you a join a little love. Yeah, yeah. So it's mostly like physically. You, yeah. It, it kind of wear down a little it, bit. Absolutely. And it's like, it's a real thing for me. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I see. So, and I want a rock climb. Right, personal. Personal rock climb. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just not guide full time. I'm not going to put myself on the top right. of the roster. I'm going to say, okay, I shouldn't be walking down the backside of these big gullies with a heavy pack on anymore. So just give me the these other days instead. Like other type of gear, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. You find a conflict with your personal climbing when you are like guiding that much, right? Or um, yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't that I never loved personal climbing any less. It was just making a decision every time you had day off. Okay, if I climb too hard, am I going to be exhausted for work? True. Or if I've climbed, if I've worked too much. Am I just going to hurt myself? Right, because you, for myself, definitely. Yeah. yeah, right. So you have to kind of make yeah. that. So you end up, yeah, you end up going out and climbing and having fun, but you're just kind of like not trying hard, or you just, and you find beauty in those days too. But you're like, oh, this is all I've been doing is just enjoying nature on my day off and getting a few climbs in, and not really doing anything for myself. Yeah, I do have clients ask me, Tintin, when do you climb for yourself? Because they can't calculate my day. I just like, well, right now I just climb a lot in gym because it's easy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people say, well, um, actually I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Even like your clients can see just like, well, yeah, day in, day out every day, then you might not have enough time for yourself. But, oh, I remember what I wanted to say. They asked me, Say, Tintin, what do you do during your spare time? <laughs> and then I say, I go climbing. Uh-huh. They say, no, 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 I mean real, your real hobby. And I go climbing. Yeah. And then somehow I feel like, my, isn't my life just boring because I'm like climbing, climbing, yeah. and climbing? I mean, what what do you think? I mean, you said that it didn't take away your love for your personal climbing, right? Like, it, it didn't take away my love, but... I, um. I hear you guys, but like, is this my whole life? Is this my entire identity? Is this... But I also, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I won't do this forever. 
like dating, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's okay for now. It's just, mm-hmm. I still very much enjoy it. Um, eh, what else? You know, I'm yeah. enjoying them. I'm going to keep it. And when I don't enjoy it anymore, that's when I'll figure out what to do next. True. So I was like, I was never like, oh, this is killing me. But the, the, when, the, the time when I started almost dreading it, when I'd have three or four days booked and I'm just like, oh, please, I just, I can get through this. I can do it. When that became more of a chore than it had been, I knew it was time. I see. I knew it was time for me to think about what was next. Mm. So. So you just can't trust your feeling and your heart mm-hmm. to see that when you have to dial down, dial back a little bit. Yeah. I was like, it's definitely, I, no one wants a guy that doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. Yeah. I would never show that to anyone, but I could, I could feel my nerves being a little short, you know. And I would right. I mean, I, we won't show it. Right? That's yeah, a professionalism. Show it, but I could feel it inside. Right? I was just like, oh my god, I've only been here three hours, and I have five more to go. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, this is not good for me, and and, mm-hmm. and also not good for them. It's not good for them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it, it's it's time, and that was in conjunction with um, my knees. And my wrist and my hands, like, pulling right. all that rope and coiling all that rope. and Yeah. Rope, 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 rope. And then my arch, arches collapsed in my feet. I think I went out to Pine Creek and did multi-pitch, uh, like, seven days in a row and one oh week. Oh, my and goodness. Like, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. <laughs> so I'm not doing this anymore. i got to stop. Yeah, the wear and tear is real. Yeah. So I'm like, that's oh, okay. My, you know, don't feel, don't feel bad about it, Tracy. Like, you, I got my rock... God certification just before my 50th birthday. Wow. And I'm like, it's, you, you've got a lot of good years left in you, but you mm-hmm. know, don't worry about it when the time comes. Don't, right. don't fret over it. Right. You know, move on and go into some other aspect of guiding SPI or. Yeah. yeah so kind of mixing up instruction and guiding, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so. But some, sometimes I find instruction can be retiring. Too. It's exhausting. It's exhausting because it's mental power, and yeah. you're like watching people all the time because yeah. you're so afraid to make some critical mistake. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. after I instruct so for so many days, I just, yeah, I'm just gonna go climb a mountain. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you just have to find the balance. Yeah. I, during the SPI years, um, I just after that, I was like, I'm so tired of hearing myself talk. I'm ah, so tired of hearing myself yeah. talk. <laughs> And I don't know how many times, you know, you explain how to repel and how to right. set up anchors. And it's all been great. And people are wonderful. and Definitely. Yeah. You're just like, oh, my God. I just need a break. I mean, you're yeah. saying the same thing again. Yeah. Like, I, I always laugh that I wanted to just put it on rec- record and on my phone just have voice memos. And I'll you know like, what? We could just, just like, record it. this yeah. thing. <laughs> and here, I'm going to play this and I'm going to run off, you know, for a minute. I'll be back. You listen to this and just practice on your own. I'll be back. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> and there's so many, you know, uh, newer guides and instructors that are more like I was when I first started, and mm-hmm. they're excited about it all, and they're the ones that should be on the forefront. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah, give it. Yeah. I'm, I'm here if you need me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> You've been guiding well on and off uh, for a long time, then. Yeah, so if, right. I guess 18 years altogether. Well, so I'm on my 14th year, and the three years that right. I did it part time. So. I'm kind of curious that, do you notice any significant change in this guiding world? I... Like notable mm, change or some some kind of train or whatever you I, pick up. It's funny that I could say 
what I noticed is that there's not been a whole lot of change. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, so what does that mean? What's, what's all the same? There's still mostly men. Right. So there's the change in that there's more women. The percentage is probably a little bit. Is, the ratio yeah. is probably still the same, or maybe there's the we've gained a point or two in, okay. in women, and women of color, people of color, not still not many, but a little few more. So the, all those changes, of course, are amazing. But I, I guess what I mean by not changed much is even we'll see how the scope of practice plays out but it's been like okay okay so you're you know this route and even though you don't have the certification for it um you're gonna guide it okay yeah like it's we don't care if you just have an spi mm-hmm. um we need somebody to take some such and such up of a route i see a trade route so we're just gonna just let you do it you're doing it yeah It's hard to say. I don't know. Then how about the climbers? Though? Oh yeah, lots of changes in the climbers. Okay, like what yeah. kind of changes you see? Uh, lots of people coming from inside to from outside. Inside. Lots of gym climbers. Oh okay, fine. Yeah, inside. lots of gym climbers yeah. coming outside. I gotta say, um, for a while, like I go back and forth. Am I am I doing a service or a disservice by offering these god god services like? Um, getting more people out at the crags, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, Having more men... people go to the crag. Okay. That's a question that gets asked. Like, Oh, you, you mean do we want We're bringing more people to outside. To the outside to, to like have impact on the yes. environment? I see. Yeah. Okay. And people who... I'm not... These aren't my words. To probably stay right. inside. Well, I would say... I mean, for people who want to go outside, they are going outside. Mm-hmm. But at least if they go with you and I, we will actually let them know what's the best way to be outside. Yeah, we can. That's the other, the better side of the coin is that we can teach them, um, make them aware of what it's like to be outside in nature, dealing with you know um, the, all the things they've never. Dealt with inside people and animals and bushes and where to go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. you know how to deal with their stuff on the ground and what kind of where to leave their food just like a lot of things he probably never thought about um, not to mention technical aspects or learning to read rock or learning to read a guidebook or how to, to clean anchors or any of that stuff you know but um, so you when you said change basically you see a kind of like explosion of like the, explosion of the number yeah. because it's just Gym is kind of popping up like here and there yes. all the time. Yeah, I see. And so it, with that comes, um, you know, different mindsets. Most people that would hire a guide are come willing to learn. Mm-hmm. They come with an open mind. Most of them, I'd say, because they want to learn. Because I they mean, want right? To know. That's they, they spent their money like, and right. they want. So they're invested. Yeah, yeah it's. Um, so as far as being a guide and and being connected with those people, it's been mostly positive. But the, on the Being at the crag, being with people who didn't hire a guide, who are doing these same things, coming from the gym, going outside, learning it on their own, no mentor, no guide, that's different. That Those people are, they make for a different environment at the crag. A little sketchier sometimes. And I see. How, how do you say, um, they've changed the feel of just going rock climbing okay. from what it used to be. And right. I know things change. I don't want to be some old curmudgeon, some, but 
<laughs> a little crusty sometimes, but right. I just like I know terminology changes, and I want to do my best to you know be to to get it to make sure I'm speaking the same language so everybody understands if I say something that um you know people who just have only climbed to the gym know what I'm talking about or whatever. But I, um I just feel like they don't have the same awareness. I see. Yeah. I guess it just takes time. And you actually say it would be much better if they say have a mentor to kind of ease them into it. Just like look at this like a different environment. We have to have a little bit different tactics or, um, I won't say rules, but things that we have to pay attention to. I know in the climbing community, we also talk about like mentor and everything. I myself struggling finding mentors. It seems like you have met like amazing people. Throughout your climbing career, guiding career, do you actively seek out role models or mentors for yourself? Um, I guess the answer would be yes. Um, and how do you do that? I didn't really seek out mentors as much as um, had role role models. Okay. Yeah. So, what kind of people you would treat like a role model? One of the early rock gods, um, Amy Barnes. Yes. Yeah. So it was when Elena and I were here training, uh, we became friends with Amy, came over a couple times, and she went out with us. And, you know, it's kind of like, this is Amy Barnes. You know, she was one of the... Yeah, she was all, yeah, one like, of the early... Le- legend, rock, Yeah, rock yes. gods. We were like, oh, I'm going climb with Amy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of starstruck. Um, went to take a walk with her and she was a, a great mentor. You know, we didn't get to climb a lot, but she would be there if I had questions and we went out a, a few days together and, um, yeah, it was just like, just looking at systems and figuring out where to climb, you know, re- realizing she's a human, <laughs> you know, when we go climbing, she's not just like this superwoman. She is a superwoman, but not like this person that, um, just, so you just very approachable, all. right? Very approachable. Like she had been a while since she had taken her exam and and listened to her own stories about her insecurities and her, her what happened, you know, some of the things that happened during her exam and stuff, and that you know, kind of the obstacles she had to overcome during it all. And so it kind of made like, oh, okay, so it's it is that is the way it is. Like this is yeah yeah this is the way it is. Like we're okay. Because mm-hmm. Elena would say nothing's fucked. She should say that all the time. Okay. Nothing's fucked. And, you know, she just meant that, yeah, it's a, it's might not be perfect, but we're all, like, we didn't, we didn't get any marginals. We didn't, right. we didn't fail the exam. Like, we can, we can learn from this, error correct, and move on. You know, everything's good. And so Amy was a, she was a role model and a, ended up being somewhat of a mentor. Um, nice. A little bit of time I had with her. Um you know, Elena was a role model too. It's it's interesting. I mean, I didn't really know her that well, but I just knew of her, and I knew she was, you know, kind of badass. And Lindsay, who um, who worked. Oh at yeah, Parks you Mountain mentioned Guys, that. Yeah. Yes. So Lindsay was quite a bit is a quite a bit younger, but um, she was definitely inspiration for me. I didn't know her until I got my rock instructor, um, took the course, and then started working at Fox. And then I'd work with Lindsay and hang out with her, and I would just watch her. And she was, to me, she felt strong. She felt confident, and she climbed hard, and she dressed well, and she spoke dressed well. Okay, you know she always looked professional. Yeah, even when she'd go rock climbing, she didn't like. I wear a lot of thrift store clothes because I'm just going to tear. I'm I'm a mess. You know, she always um, something about her. She just looked like a 
consummate guide mm. type person. And I was just like, I, I, I like this girl a lot. Nice. And then she went and um, one summer she went out to Tetons or something and did a whole bunch of climb the Grand and the, some other stuff. And I was just like, I had forgotten all about that stuff. It inspired me so much. I had climbed all, I climbed in the Grand and the Middle and um, Mount Moran and some other stuff. I had Mount Whitney and Rainier and all this stuff. But that was a long time ago and I'd forgotten all about it. And she sort of opened my mind back up to it again that, um, you know, that I had done those things. I'd forgotten. I see. And just to watch her go do it so um, effortlessly, like, I'm going to go climb all these mountains. And I was thinking to myself, I remember being kind of intimidated when I did those things. And she seemed so confident. And it just kind of made me like, huh, I did that too. Like, <laughs> maybe I could be a rock guide. You know, like, maybe mm. I could, maybe I could, maybe I am okay. You know, maybe I could do these nice. things. So I just thought, you know, Lindsay's just, just be like Lindsay. You know, just be more yeah. confident and secure. And it's funny because, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure she has her own set of for sure yeah of issues you know when you have, but even you was talking about you're like amy is like badass but yeah. you can still be her yeah. and i just noticed that i mean i don't know whether you think you have to tell me female role models you have male not really, <laughs> <laughs> not really. yeah i mean i think that um i did when not ahead of time but as i went through the program then i would meet people and I would have more role models but right. when I first started it wasn't like I want to be like yeah because maybe it's like you want to be like say Amy Lindsay or Elena and That's I didn't like... know those girls when I first started okay so but the woman I did I didn't know her person because she was gone she was um got killed in an avalanche oh. but uh, when I got it at way back when in um West Virginia um I got two cats me and my boyfriend got two cats mm-hmm. and we named one of them Mug Stump <laughs> okay. okay. And I wanted to name the girl, I wanted to name a calico Julie Culverson. Okay. Okay, I wanted to name him after that alpinist, right? <laughs> but he wouldn't let me name the girl cat Julie. Why not? I don't know. But okay. we named her calico. So anyway, I always thought Julie Culverson was, she was my early role model and I didn't know her, but I just remember thinking, that's, that's badass. That's who I wanted right. to be. If I were a guy, I'd want to be like Julie. So I, that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Um, but I was like, I can't be like Julie. Julie's like way too badass. But I was like... But you never but, know. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I could be like Julie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to climb um, big snow cool wars or be in the cold mountains anymore. But there was a time <laughs> where I could see myself doing, you know. And I climbed in the Canadian Rockies and did some ice, some right. overnights and ice climbs and stuff. So yeah. there was a time where I thought maybe that might be for me. True. Yeah. And especially, yeah. I mean, people change goals all the time. Yeah. I mean, you shoot high, you kind of get closer. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, but I'm pretty happy with just being the rock guide. I'm quite mm-hmm. content with that. But I think the, maybe the male role models that I had were pretty... Maybe, maybe they're just really. No, they weren't really there. Maybe yeah. they're just nobody you want to be More like that. More mentors. Okay, mentors. Yeah, yeah. More, and not really that many male mentors. A couple. But not many. Did you like seek them out, or did you just happen along just the way? Just happen along the way. Like I at see. the at the Fox Mountain Guides where I worked, um, the head guides there, they were really good about um, having guide 
participation, what do they call them, like, um, God participation for PDFs or something. Um, I forgot what they were, but they get, we get together once a month I or something see. and go, go over skills or go rock climbing together and so you know, you get like, dinner and drinks. and. I see. So you, you have a chance to meet like more experience. Yeah. But we were a small crew too. And it was I see. A couple of girls and then, you know, a handful of guys and... And we had an office that we went to to meet clients too. That was not, you I know, mean, it was helpful. Some places yes. don't really have a gathering spot per se, you know. I mean, Albertson's kind of, parking lot. <laughs> it's kind of nice you work for that type of guiding services because I find in Red Rock, I'm always yeah. work kind of independently. You're always out, you're just a lone soldier out there by yourself. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah. can I see another guy yeah. doing the same thing so I can yeah. learn a thing or two? Because, you know, you and I yeah. would do things differently. It's not yeah. like, right around just like oh maybe you know yeah. steal some trick from Tracy and stuff absolutely I really yeah. enjoyed that so that was some mentorship um, from the God service and then um, you know one God in particular he would you know, he was kind of took on that role for everyone not just me right yeah so that was very helpful I learned a lot from that how about you yourself did you have like experience mentor other people not just like teach a course, but more of yeah. like... Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say um, probably in my immediate circle of climbing friends is kind of where it starts, you know, because people are like, they're interested in what you're doing. Right. You, you have to find that balance of trying to tell them when they're doing something right or wrong versus them asking. So, you know, when you go personal guiding and your friends are still... They're, they're recreation climbers and they're just like kind of a mess of the hot mess over there and you're just you don't want to like step into the guide role and come up here and say right. you're my friends and you're all you should do should you call it like crap and you know and your gear's laying on the floor and on the ground in the dirt and blah, blah, blah. right you don't want to just step in and start doing that but you would be like um you know if you here's what i learned or here's what i'm learning would you like to know like you try to think of ways that you can kind of mentor them and they get excited about it and they're like hey, i wouldn't mind if you you know, told me all these, showed me, I heard you talking about that. Would you mind showing me? Um, so kind of started with that and you're like, oh, people are interested in learning tidbits and learn to be more efficient or ask questions about why you do something a certain way. Cause like I would start doing things differently from being a guide versus a recreation right. climber. And it sort of just spills over into your regular climbing. Um, and then like there's a women's, um, women's climbing, um, group here uh that i don't really haven't seen those girls in a while but we used to hang out a little more and um we'd go out to calico and uh, every now and then and do like a, just a gathering um and do some, go over some skills climb a few rock climbs and then maybe drink some bourbon oh okay yeah, yeah. so know. so so basically it's kind of like you have a group maybe it's your immediate friend or mm-hmm. you somehow have a social group then yeah or you... someone that they ask you would you you know would you be willing to donate a little of your time to come right. out and with these girls and I'm like yeah you know sort of sounds fun mm-hmm. um and then as far as like you know guides up up and coming SPIs or guides or whatever I mean there's been a lot of people through town since I've right. been here and a lot of questions more so than have like been out and let I people see. guide me up stuff or give them a little feedback or go be a you know do the rescue right. drill with them or you know go out and teach them how to bolt or um so you, you you say they will approach you. Is mm-hmm. that more like co-call or like they know... Friends. Uh, friends you, should, friends. you should get in touch with Tracy type of thing. 
Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Tracy's yeah. in Vegas. You should get in touch with her. Right. We'll probably stay at her house. So you got to refer and stuff. Yeah, probably. Probably and then you're like just that. kind of like, well, yeah. you know, I've been in that situation before. I yeah. can give you a hand yeah. if I my yep. situation allows. You, you definitely feel like you want to help out. You want to be there Right, for definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, it's terrible timing, you know, but you still, yeah. would, you still would do it to the best that you could because mm-hmm. you, you really appreciate it when somebody did it for you. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes suddenly you're just like, gee, this is my busiest season, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you still... yeah like, it's really hard for me to give you any of my attention, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right, still try your best. Yeah. Great, that's like a pay it forward kind of thing. Yeah, so it's... Great. Yeah, let me just look at um, my note here a little bit. Um, actually, I do want to come back to your artwork stuff, right? So right now, since you're doing a little bit less guiding, yes. so I assume that you do... A little bit more artwork. That's correct. Yeah. So, can can you describe your artwork? I can. I'm not gonna talk for you. That is um like your business. A, a and long you paragraph. Do, uh, of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, I study graphic design. Right. I do a lot of book layouts. Book. Yeah. I saw some like guidebooks that mm-hmm. you have done. It's not my work per se. It's just me doing the design, like the author and the editors and the photographers and all whatever they give me their work and right. they put it together um oh okay so you mean that like um so the pictures are already there and then you yep. just kind of have to lay out that thing? yeah they, okay. like they'll give me a, a folder a digital folder full of photographs and a digital I folder see. full of word documents right. and say put this together and make it coherent and then you work with the author to right. um, put it in the order it needs to be in and put the pictures where they belong with the text and i see so, so there's more of like uh editorial kind of uh, not for me it's uh it's layout and design i see yeah so and it, how about like more creative part that is very creative oh sorry <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is mm-hmm. it's very creative it's like um puzzle pieces i see yeah, yeah. and you got to pick colors and fonts right and um make it so it's you know somewhat designy without being too overdone or Mm-hmm. You know, you work working with the author usually has a pretty good sense of what they want to see in their book, and so you're just trying to to make it make their vision come true. But they they can visualize mm-hmm. it. They can't visualize it. They need you to do that, right? And uh, it doesn't have to be a guidebook, right? Any type. Of it, book. Yeah, I've done illustrative like um, uh, children's book and stuff like that. In a I couple see. of those, sometimes the art has been mine, and sometimes it's been other people's art that they give me the words and the pictures, and then I'll put them together into a book mm-hmm. and. Get it ready for publishing. Get it ready to send to the printer. And what about some other stuff, like painting? Like, I'm looking at this great yeah, painting yeah. of you. I do painting. I do um, landscapes, watercolor, uh, acrylics. L- landscape, you mean? Yeah, like mountains. Oh, oh, you mean the painting, the subject, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, 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 painting landscape. And um, pet portraits. So you go to people's house and observe their kitties? Or... Uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, they're mostly memorials. Oh... Uh... Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I've done a few that were alive, but I think people's intention is that they want to have it done, but they never get around to it. I see. Until after their pet is gone. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's normally a, I take pride, very much pride in doing them. Sometimes it's a bit stressful because I want it to be done Perfect, well. Perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do. I like recycled art a lot. I like just making. Yeah, I saw some quite like the tin mm, flowers. Yes, and, um, I used to make a lot of jewelry. I like to use a lot of recycled parts for that. Right, and um, 
But... So if somebody want to commission you or buy、mm-hmm. stuff, should they just contact you directly, or they should just go to your website to browse first or yeah, whatever? Web- websites are interesting. I、um, I didn't end up being a web designer after all. I decided that was not for me. Um, but so、What? my website、yeah. is very basic, and、mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not something. It's not like a store. But there's definitely examples there, and and there's a contact button there.、Um, right. You can definitely get a bit,、uh, a good feel for what I do on my website. And so then my Instagram is,、um, you know, I try to keep that more updated. So、yeah. Instagram probably is a better、yeah. place for.、Yeah. So is it Tracy or Martin、Facebook. R or something? It's like... Tracy P Martin. Tracy T R A C Y dot art. Facebookmartin.art. Yeah, I probably don't post as much. It's it's tricky posting on Facebook. I mean, on in, the social media is kind of tough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't、yeah. talk too much about personal、yeah. stuff. Well, I, I have three different ones, and the Tracy P, the Tracy Martin one used to be more my guiding and my personal. Okay, right.、Climbing. And then I have the art one, and then I have a pet portrait one. But when I first started guiding here, I would post all the time. You know, weather's great. Give me a call. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> Do that anymore? <laughs> Why do you have a separate art and then a pet portrait? That's a good question. And now that they're there, you can't merge them. I had a pet portrait website, and I thought that I'll just get rid of that and just go social media. And then I didn't really have the. I don't know which came first, honestly.、Right. But I was trying to keep the Tracy Martin one separate, like that's lifestyle stuff, and then I wanted an art one. But then I had all these pet portraits, and I thought maybe I should just do a pet portrait one too. And then since then, I've been like, I wish I could just marry the pet portrait and the art、mm-hmm. one, but you can't. There's no way. If there's anybody out there that knows how to do that, please let me know. Well, yes, let them know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be great just to have two. But I've got. It would be easier to. Yeah. So now、yes. what I'd have to do is just dissolve one and then repost everything again on the one, which I could do. Wow, that would take a lot of time too. Yeah. But, so then, you know, what else do I have to do? Okay, so what's your outlook for, like, next say five years? Do you have any say climbing goals? Um, I secretly, secretly, so you don't quietly, have to tell me. Quietly had a couple or one, but、mm-hmm. I just don't know. I'm not ready to say it out loud. Yeah, don't then. But don't. um, yeah, just gotta find something in my style and try to climb a little harder. I、right. definitely can't climb hard in most styles.、So. I don't know. I mean, you never know. I used yeah, to think that I don't、yeah. know whether I can climb hard, and then I won't say that to you. Said I think I'm running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say that to me. <laughs> and but definitely, I still want to climb harder. Yeah, than, and I feel like I haven't peaked. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you peaked either. You know, I'm not even sure that I have. It's pretty funny because. I started lifting weights, and then everybody's gonna make you laugh. But everyone's like, "I get it now why people do that." Okay, I get it why climbers. I also train. Yeah, I definitely. It has made such a big difference. It, it does. It's so funny. It's、yeah. like if I'd have started weight lifting weights ten Just, years ago. <laughs> that's like every climber would say, "Oh, I wish I start climbing younger." <laughs> right? Like so, but it's never too late. I mean, never as, too late. As long as you start, I think it's gonna. Sustain, um, not as sustains on the word. I think it's going to um increase the length of my climbing for sure. Yeah, I mean, weight training is good for、yeah. you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I I also I start weight training like about one and a half year ago. Yeah, 
and certainly make a difference. Yeah, I don't know whether it helped me climbing harder. I think it does, but somehow I feel like it made me a little bit healthier. Healthier, I think it makes me climb harder in very specific instances where where it's very shouldery, or right. core intensive or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm just like I don't feel like my shoulders are gonna fall out of there. Right. Right off my body. I mean, you could potentially do some like weight training um, podcast to yeah. help like I know. I'm, I'm age just getting, with my... I'm just getting started. That's what I'm saying. I don't right. know. I can, I've noticed such a big difference with it. I'm like, well, maybe this is, you know, I'm going to start a 16 over weightlifting podcast. I mean, I've still got a couple I of mean, years. I mean, you can include me. How about we start? I mean, I'm going to, in a few years, I'm going to 50. Let's just yeah. start with 50 and plus. Yeah, you and Elena Bias, Joe, I'll be 60, I'll be 50. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not done. I mean, unless, Definitely. unless, yes. um, yeah. I'm, you know, arthritis or something happens that gets me, then I'm going to figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll figure out. I'll modify and keep going. Once I dial down my climbing, yeah. okay, let's go climbing together. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it has been a super fun, nice <laughs> conversation. So thanks again for this wonderful chance for me to interview you. And just so you know that you're my role model. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So oh, we'll see. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even know how to close this. I just think it's just so happy to have you. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you.